0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. In today's episode, I was joined by a very special guest. I had May Steigler, who is the CEO of Organifi on the show. And this was an amazing conversation. Really, we actually talked much more about behavior change and habit creation, and just overall living a healthy lifestyle, which was really cool because Obviously, I thought going into the interview that we'd talk more about Organifi products, which we did get into. We talked about how they started, their formulations, the thought process behind their products. So that was really cool to dive into. But for me, it was such a powerful conversation about the psychology of change. And I was not aware of May's background that that was was really where she started. So very cool to hear. I think you guys are going to love it. If you do, we would, of course... Love it if you shared that with us. If you enjoy the episode, we want to know. We want to know who's listening, who appreciates what we're putting out. So you can, first and foremost, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That's always super helpful. And then number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories, and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner on Instagram. And you can tag May at May Steigler. That's M-A-E-S-T-E-I-G-L-E-R. And you can also tag Organifi, which is just at Organifi, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. And of course, we always have our 20% off with Organifi. So if you want to try some of their products, first listen to the episode, then go to Organifi.com slash PopFam and get yourself hooked up with 20% off. Use code PopFam at checkout, and now you can enjoy the episode. All right, guys. I am joined today by a very special guest on the show. I have May Steigler with me, who is the CEO of Organifi. And if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you've probably heard me mention their products and the fact that I'm kind of obsessed with them, especially the gold juice. I just have to shout it out real quick because literally my my nightly routine is not complete without my warm, hot chocolatey flavored gold juice, which my girlfriend Melanie and I. She's in the office right behind me. Um, every single night, we take our gold juice. We put some almond milk in there. We heat it up. Put a little whipped cream on top, and that's just like heaven to set up the nighttime routine. Uh, so I'm super excited to be joined by the CEO May Steiger. Thanks so much for joining,
1: Mike. It's an absolute pleasure, and uh, it's a treat to be on here. Thank you for hosting and. Uh, just excited to share this conversation with you and appreciate your nightly routine. It is the exact same as my husband and mine as well. So appreciate delicious tasting superfoods yes. in the evening routine
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. We like it's so funny. even so like recently, um I'm a big basketball fan and right now, the NBA playoffs are going on. I'm a sixers fan. So and every time like we're getting ready for bed and even the game, like I like, I go to bed early. I'm I'm kind of an old soul, so it's like once eight o'clock, eight thirty rolls around, I'm like oh, it's time for bed. But then the Sixers are on. Even still, I can't I can't have my my evening wind down without the the gold juice. It's just part of me now. So you're you're still hopefully you continue to just keep making them because I will keep supporting. Um, but I'd love to like hear hear the origin story of how you got involved with Organifi or even in just in this space in general and kind of like where it all began for you.
1: 100%. And slightly unconventional, I'll, I'll keep this origin story uh, reined in and a little shorter because uh, it is a, a longer one. I, I've worked with the founder, Drew Canoli, uh, for 10 years. And uh, before I met him, I was actually studying animal nutrition and uh, my background in animal science. That's where I really got into health. And I was working in RD and research. Uh, a lot of it was um, metabolism and the prevention of disease. And so I was. Actually, working in Colorado at farm level, I was um, doing temperature monitoring in cows uh, using RFID boluses. Literally at farm level, looking at all kinds of graphs to see if we could uh, use temperature monitoring to prevent the overuse of antibiotics. Um, was really involved in agriculture and our food system, and so my my background and my origin story really starts in looking closely at our food system. And as I was in that place, uh, working in animal health, I started to recognize that I might be solving the wrong problem or even addressing the problem from the wrong place. And I I uh, took a step back. Uh, this is post-college and when I was in um, R&D. And I realized that if I could instead focus on maybe uh, consumer uh, education, uh, we could change a lot of the Agriculture systems that were creating less than quality food. Uh, you know, I realized that we were using so much antibiotics because in fact we were having, you know, the idea that if cows ate high energy diets that in fact they weren't meant to consume, uh, they would produce more milk. And so we were pushing on a food system in a dysfunctional way and creating metabolic diseases and mastitis and pneumonia and all kinds of acidosis, right? I really got a close upfront look at what what happens to an organism when it's it, you know, eating in a way that doesn't serve its body and it's, uh, you know, it's metabolism. So a lot of my experiential experience was in uh, nutrition and in in, uh, disease prevention and wellness, uh, animal wellness. And I stepped back and I got certified as a personal trainer and I moved into human health I really wanted to address awareness around food and uh, recognizing that, you know, if this is happening at the animal health level and definitely our food system level, it is absolutely cascading into human health. Um, and it, it made so much sense as I studied human health to recognize how true that is across the board. I just happened to learn it through the animal health avenue. And uh, I became a personal trainer, became a coach. I was really into nutrition. Uh, that was you know what I studied in in college uh, from Cal Poly Central Coast here, and uh, focus was a course in animal science. So, so I learned metabolism and uh, food science across um, lots of different animal species. So, it was great to then get to apply that to humans. Of course, the communication is a little bit easier uh, <laughs> when you get to ask about nutrition and really uh, got into um, the psychology of change and uh, um, really behavior coaching and recognize how much um, change relies on our mindset and our belief patterns. At that time, I got introduced to Drew Canole, uh, the founder of Organifi. At the time, he was building a business, Life TV. It was a content um, company focused on empowering um, people to use real foods for medicine. So he was teaching the power of juicing, and got into that. Started building um, coaching programs with him, and we built this kind of huge community around the idea that if you nourish your body, you can transform your health. And we were teaching juicing programs. And uh, we connected with Jamal Bedahar, who's the co-founder of Organifi, and he brought to life with, Jamel, with Drew the, uh, and with our team the idea that we could make it really easy. <laughs> so the biggest obstacle our huge audience and, and consumer base was dealing with was juicing is really hard and it's inconvenient and messy and, and a, a kind of a pain. And so the origins of Organifi and kind of my career in this uh, you know, 10 years ago now was really just solving, um, removing an obstacle to feeling their best.
0: Yeah, I love. And that. since
1: then, I've worn every single hat. Yeah, <laughs> now uh, sitting in the CEO seat, uh, really grateful for the learning experience and building a team from that point uh, to where we are today. And as you as you mentioned, we make you know incredible superfood blends. Our mission is to make um, you know healthy, delicious, and easy, and to remove those obstacles to feeling your best. And have evolved significantly from a juicing company um, into really unlocking human potential with the foods that we put in our bodies maximizing our performance and our ability to show up and be
0: present. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the evolution. I feel like we we, I, we all kind of go through that paradigm shattering moment where we realize like there's, there's some of these root issues here that aren't being addressed. And then you you know take on that challenge of solving a real problem. And that's kind of how I felt with, uh, I never imagined that I would own a nutrition coaching company. But it was solving a real problem, which was, I felt like there was a huge disservice in the nutrition coaching state that we weren't teaching behavior modification and behavior change. It was just, here's this meal plan or this templated program, which does not facilitate any sort of real lifestyle sustainable change. Um, I'm curious, what, what are some of the things that, that you've noticed or that you did notice through that time? Because I'm fascinated by the whole idea of the psychology of change and behavior modification. Uh, what were some of those Kind of I don't know things that you just noticed where we weren't really getting to the root cause of the issue and maybe you know we're kind of attacking things from a different angle than we should because if we just look at statistically right we're we're not getting healthier but we have more access to information than ever before. So like where's the disconnect?
1: Love this question. I think there's so much there to talk about and I'll I'll start with two two key learnings really early in working with group coaching groups, transformation groups. Um, one is the community aspect of change. So really noting, do you have a good support system? And like the position you're in, Mike, and just creating community and coaching and being that support for people you work directly with is invaluable. And as an individual, I think for, you know, listeners really assessing what, what your support environment looks like. And even if it's just, you know, in whatever way, defining your format of accountability that works for you. And and by the way, there's like, there's, there's, um, was it Gretchen Rubin that did the accountability format for like change? I think, I think she's got a, a quiz you can take that helps you assess what type of accountability you need to make change, whether it's one on one, whether it's uh, spoken or written, whether it's group setting, um, just to really, uh, I think define with self awareness what you need to set yourself up for success. And that's actually a pretty big mindset shift. I think for in the very beginning, we saw a huge aha for people that shifted from I'm gonna do a diet program to force my body to make change. And they shifted to how can I set my up myself up for success? How can I design success with um you know self-knowledge and awareness? And it's a totally different energetic place to make change from. Instead of forcing our body through, you know, restrictive eating and over exercising, it's like, how do I design this to be long lasting and And really the second piece of this is like enjoyable. What if, you know, asking kind of powerful questions, what if you could enjoy it? You know, what would it look like if this was fun? Because that is that everlasting piece of being able to make change instead of these short-term, you know, yeah, I lost 20 pounds, but I gained 40 back, you know, the typical um, unsustainable way that I think a lot of people had um, unfortunately approached dieting um, in the last 20, 30 years, right?
0: Yeah, I love, like, I just want to harp on that real quick because the, I think the enjoyability piece is the most overlooked. Um, and and I, I don't want to interrupt where you were going with that, but I, I think that's one of the things that we just take for granted that this is supposed to be fun. Like if you just think about it at its core to unlock your true potential, to, to live your best life, however you want to frame it, to, to see what you're truly capable of, like that should be an enjoyable process. We should not be miserable mm-hmm. behind 1200 calorie diets and restriction and excessive amounts of cardio, we should actually feel better internally. And you should know, like, this is something that I can do forever. Um, Because I always say that when you do something that makes you miserable to achieve a certain outcome, let's say it is the 20 pound fat loss goal or whatever. If you do something that makes you miserable to get there, well, you now effectively have married into misery because you got to keep doing it right so once you go back to quote unquote yeah. normal those results go away and you're back at square one and frustrated um, but I'm sorry I didn't mean to to cut you off there I just wanted to to hammer that home because I think we we miss that enjoyability piece so often
1: no that's perfect and and as I'm as I'm sharing please keep doing it I think it's so great to get a translate and kind of unpack some of the things that you know we're talking to so love that and really appreciate the the clarification cuz yeah, we are signing up in a way for this long-term. And if we don't look at it that way, it's really hard to design it that way. So I do think it's an outdated way of looking at change, you know, um, in the last 20 years or so that luckily we've seen a lot of people come through and away from. Uh, But in uh, to that point in time, and a tiny bit more to add to it, part of, in the early days that we looked at at Organifi and kind of the important disruption we wanted to make possible is knowing that healthy could be really enjoyable. We were committed to, and, ha- and still are committed to making products that, you know, we can crave without, without sacrificing quality. And that was a really hard, um, I want to say hard, it was a really important positive constraint that we used in designing products. And, And I'm saying this more in like, you know, the audience listening, look at what you, the tools and the, you know, the products that you use to be healthy and also connect them with the things that you enjoy, you know? So it's really hard to you know, gag a shakedown every day if it tastes horrible. And you can imagine, can I do this for the next 40 years? (laughs) You know, is this going to be adding positively to my lifestyle? And so it's really important that, you know, as you look at even, even designing a great um, new dietary change, look for the vegetables you love, add those in first, right? Look at the sources of protein that you most enjoy rather than, and to your point, Mike, you know, kind of these like, static or generic diets um, they aren't built for you so there was a huge learning that we really enjoyed with clients early on about developing self-awareness that helped people create sustainable change um, really uh, by being able to see that clearly and and feeling the the flexibility um, of kind of their success criteria only built on that hey if it's if it's not designed for you, It's going to be really hard for this to work. And that was kind of seen by, and I think a great example of it is everyone's had the experience or most people had the experience of either doing a, maybe it's a strength building or or mass building program or a a fat loss program uh, with someone. And they got very different results than you did. (laughs) <laughs> maybe you didn't get any you know and they they saw mat- much different results or vice versa right doing a challenge or a program so you know we have to really be able to see and appreciate and i'll say appreciate with an asterisk like big exclamation uh, importance appreciate our individualized um necessary approach to change and you know one it's permission to do that um and then two it's actually like the success criteria which i really like um importantly yeah and i have one more but i'm, I'm going to pause <laughs> I have one more.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. I love it.
1: So then, the um, one like overarching piece that um, that uh, I love getting to come back to, and even for myself, as I'm as I'm um, architecting change and social lifestyle change or um, you know health program change, I'm always looking to ensure that I can I can uh, perceive progress. And so one of the key things, and like, you know, early, early on when we were building juice, juicing programs for energy and for weight loss and you know, um metabolism and digestion and stuff, we really focused on helping people see quickly and like very early on the signs of progress. And I think I actually heard you speak to this in one of your podcasts so well, Mike, and that was that looking for 1% better, um, looking for the signs of progress as the thing that actually builds momentum and perceiving progress is the thing that gives you that traction that if you don't have clarity on that beginning a program or beginning a diet, um, yes, you've got to have the goal outlined, but if you don't see the mile markers along the way to get there man, it's hard to see it through because inherently you are making changes. Change as a human being is can be really tough. It's made much more enjoyable, of course, if you're um, uh, able to feel the gratification of progress points and milestones. And so it's as simple as, can you start with an accurate, even right now, You know, taking out a piece of paper and writing out, what is my level of satisfaction for sleep? One out of 10. Wow, five, right? Five being I'm sleeping like a baby, right? Or one being I have huge amounts of room to improve how I sleep. I'm waking up tired, you know, I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm exhausted throughout the day. You can look at energy that way. Um, digestion, cravings, um, uh, you know, um, mood. And so just having this nice caliber of these are the things that I want to improve as I as I embark on this change, and checking in that's where you use the accountability but that really helps i think build momentum and progress well before you see physical changes those are like the last things you know one rep is equivalent to one one bowl of salad your your body isn't changing overnight and neither is your you know your physiology and your mind
0: yeah so i would encourage everybody to go back and listen to that exact um, whatever you want to call it that that was just pure gold right there so i want to <laughs> emphasize the fact that we're talking about a lifelong pursuit, right? So when you say, am I going to be doing this for the next 40 years, that that goal is, is very much in the distant or whatever it may be. Obviously, we can set short-term targets. You can set the 10-pound goal. You can set strength-building goals, muscle-building goals. Uh, obviously, we all have our own individual wants and needs. However, it is really important to celebrate those little wins along the way. Now, what we do a lot of our clients come to us from a background of chronic dieting, and there's often some level of metabolic adaptation that's occurred. And we often tell them, hey, the beginning part of this program, we're really just going to heal your metabolism because you've been eating you know, 1,200 calories for years and years and years. You've been doing excessive amounts of cardio. You've been under a lot of stress and your body doesn't really like that. So we're going to take this time to just get back to this homeostatic balance. And there's often a little bit of resistance there, but yeah, that sounds all well and good, but I really want to like look good in my bathing suit for the summer. I really want to drop this 20 pounds. And what we try to attach to is exactly what you're saying. The fact that in just a few weeks, you have more energy than ever before. You don't have any more cravings. You're sleeping better. Your mood is better. Your sex drive is back. You have your cycle back. like All of these significant improvements that I'm a big believer in momentum. Now all of a sudden that you're feeling better, it's like, well, yeah, I want to keep doing this. Of course, I want to keep doing this. And oftentimes it's like, well, the scale hasn't moved, but we're not focusing on that right now. And then all of a sudden, as a byproduct of doing all of these things that help you feel your best, now we start to see the physical changes. And it's almost like when you stop focusing on the thing that you want, that's what when you get the thing you want, right? When like the attention shifts from is the scale going down each day? To am I feeling better? Am I listening to my body? Am I doing the things to support the lifestyle that I want to live? Am I setting myself up for success? Then all of a sudden, the byproduct is, wow! I'm actually getting the physical results that have been eluding me for a long time. Um, so I'm really glad that you you brought that up. Uh, when it comes to you know, like the the whole idea of behavior change, one of the things that I often talk about specifically when it comes to the products that you put out, Organifi and Um, For me, the first, I started using the green juice, uh, God, it was probably like five years ago at this point. And for me, it was not necessarily, and, and I don't mean any offense to this, but it was not necessarily that I thought that taking a greens juice was going to like magically create some level of result. It was something that was a very low barrier of entry that actually facilitated behavior change in other ways. In other words, if I started my day with something that was purely for me and my health and just a low barrier of entry to create behavior change, that it would open up, it would kind of create that snowball effect. Well, if I did this in the morning, then I'm more likely to go to the gym. And if I go to the gym, I feel better. I'm going to eat better. And and it was not like there's magic in the actual product. And I don't want to take away from the quality of the product because we're going to get into all of that and, and how you formulate things and why, but- what are your thoughts on that? And just using something like, uh, you know, the greens. Just we can use any product as an example, but using it as a way to facilitate behavior change with such a low barrier of entry.
1: Absolutely, Mike. And there's a really powerful cascading effect that happens, even energetically, when you take steps to exactly what you said. Take steps in the right direction to start, rather than maybe putting off your workout to the evening and doing nothing in the right direction until then. I think um, James Clear and his Atomic Habits uh, popularized the idea of habit stacking and and really um, pairing up. Basically, once you start doing one thing in the right direction, it becomes infinitely easier. You almost have this like inertia, this momentum to do other things easier. And at least, you know, like there's a lot of positive psychology, uh, science around and research around um, the just felt effect of Doing something in the right direction uh, and and being able to have that cascade in and actually build momentum and energy towards and motivation towards the next things and so by design you know the it's kind of like making making actions and this comes back to I guess setting yourself up for success right so making things as simple as possible you know the really really classic example of put your you know put your your gym shoes by the bed. And maybe the, you know, the first time you go for a run instead, just go outside, you know, for the first two weeks, just your goal is taking a walk around the block. Like if you can get that momentum going, then the stretch to begin running and actually doing that consistently is so easy, but you really, I think there's like this art in, in ensuring that it's easy enough. Um, and kind of like we, we used to use this scale and I think with our internal team have used this mechanism of, as you're starting a new healthy habit make it a 10 out of 10, make it um, something that you are so confident in being able to do every day or whatever the commitment you're making. Maybe it's, Hey, I'm going to, you know, X, Y, and Z once a week. Great. What would, what would ensure that you're approaching that habit with 10 out of 10 confidence? Like, you know, no reason why you can't do it almost like stupid easy start there because then you can build the momentum of actually getting that Um, even self-confidence that you can do it, right? So much of our limitation is unfortunately the negative um, self-talk that we have around the reasons that we haven't been successful before. So it's kind of this like beautiful space to an opportunity to, you know, prove yourself wrong, but also prove that you can do this um, and build self-confidence. And so that scale um, and you know, if, if we had a client's answer, like, Oh, I'm, I'm seven out of 10 confident that I can do this. Great. What would it look like to be 10 out of 10? And they're like, well, I'd, I'd work out for 10 minutes twice a week. Great. That's your goal. If you work out 30, good for you, but that's not the goal. Don't worry about it. And then it becomes easy to be able to add on time afterwards. So it's similar in the mentality of where we wanted to make this convenience, um, of the product be, we kind of imagined it like the gateway to health, right? If you can do something as simple as it didn't require a blender, right? We were, we were simplifying from juicing, which was a 30 minute, maybe 40 minute experience for most people and like cutting and chopping. And, um, and we made it just like you pour a scoop of good tasting powder and literally can shake the glass to mix it. Like that's the caliber of formulation. And that also came from the like beautiful opportunities that we have today with Great meal service, like great meal delivery. Um, there isn't a lot in the way um, to being healthy. You know, if you really look for the opportunities in front of us, which is great.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. Uh, I think reducing the friction—that's another thing that uh, James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits. Like, right. Let's let's reduce the friction between us and the positive habit that we want to. Create and then on the flip side, let's increase the friction between us and the negative habit that we might want to eliminate. So I think it's hide the cookies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think it's a perfect example where you have something that's very low friction. You're just literally putting powder into water, shaking it up, and it does taste delicious. Like I've I've tried a number of different products, and and I always and I think that that was my journey was starting with Organifi. I think I was fortunate that. Uh, I started with the best and then I didn't realize that I started with the best. So I tried a bunch of others like, wow, nothing actually tastes this good. So I'm coming back. Um, And then, you know, it's funny how things come full circle. And now that uh,
1: the common customer journey, don't worry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, And now we have uh, this, this beautiful partnership together. But I think that um, I'm curious when you are working with products like that, how much do you try to emphasize the, we'll call it the holistic approach, right? Health is not just what we eat it's not just how we move it's emotions it's relationships it's community it's all of these things it's all encompassing how do you facilitate this kind of all encompassing approach when you are dealing with something that's more targeted in the sense that it's you know you're you're focusing on you know, quality ingredients in products with you know adaptogens, superfoods, whatever you you know all the different things that you offer, which is is very robust, but it is a little bit more targeted when we're talking about overall health. So, how do you try to keep it more holistic or all encompassing, um, just as as a company?
1: A lot of it is the the language we use around the intention for the products. A huge part of it is our partners that we've intentionally built the business with, like yourself, who we you know from the very beginning, even in Fit Life, so 10 years ago, we focused on education. A lot of it was um was really guiding people well beyond like you're mentioning, nutrition is just the foundation and in many ways like the first obstacle to address for people. And so you know we now have a, a, a huge and important community of partners like yourself that help us bridge the gap and really um really then I guess action our product into a holistic approach to health. And without that, like we'd be we'd be so underserving the vision that we started from, you know. So really importantly um, being able to at least have that intention felt. And I think part of, you know, as you look at the industry that we're in, the health industry and and then specifically even the supplement and nutrition space, there's um the unfortunate messaging that's happening kind of like this is this is the one thing you need this will get you results and it's a supplement right um thank you for speaking to the fact that it's it's really one dimension of a, a multifaceted approach to health that you know for my for my opinion and kind of viewpoint has always started with nutrition being this like hey let's get this fundamental uh, almost like that fundamental level of a pyramid of change addressed it's what you put in your body to allow your body to do what it does best um, to nourish the cells in your body. Because as as you look at it, like, and as you spoke about homeostasis, the fact that our bodies can even maintain and manage the the processes that it does on a daily basis to, um, you know, basically handle toxins, all kinds of stress, all kinds of, you know, things that it's never experienced before is incredible. Like the most remarkable thing. Beyond that, you know, the idea of cultivating a healthy lifestyle is so broad. So in many ways, I feel like Organifi as a company, like we're just scratching the surface. And we used to, in our kind of more content and um, uh, video centric company, speak to a lot more of that. But there's so much more to address. And I'm really grateful for being you know, being part of a, a mission that minimally isn't isn't out here saying, hey, this is the silver bullet. Just take this. And by the way, sit on the couch, <laughs> you know, like the pounds are going to fly off. You. <laughs> you know, don't worry about it. Your sleep will improve. Um, but it is a really fundamental starting place. So I think it's a really nice bridge between that, you know, the initial question on, on kind of habit forming, and then really addressing the fact that, you know, our, our state of health is simply the result of all of our compounding habits.
0: Yeah. It's, it's something that I talk about all the time. It's funny. Um, a lot of, we didn't plan for this. We just hit record and started talking, but a lot of the things that you are mentioning with like the starting small 10 out of 10 confidence, that's something that we utilize all the time. Like uh, the, the compounding interest of, of habits, all of it. And We call them anchors when we set our clients up. Always want to make sure, like, what are your anchors? What are the things that you're going to do 10 out of 10 confidence, no matter what life throws at you? You're going to win your day because you achieved these anchors. It could be one, it could be two. If they're feeling really good, it could be three. Um, But we like to stick between one to three anchors. Mm. And it's like, life is going to happen. We know that. I always say the two things that are undefeated. Time and randomness, time has always passed and unpredictability has always occurred. And like the last few years have been a great example of that. Like things, un- things, unpredictable things will always happen. And so if we set ourselves up where we have 10 out of 10 confidence in just one to two, maybe three things that are the anchors that we achieve, like it doesn't matter how crazy things get. It doesn't matter what your schedule looks like. You get those small things done, you win the day. The day is the fundamental unit of life and it's going to set you up for success. And when you compound those things over a long time, that's when the magic happens. I I always tell clients it'll happen slower than you want and faster than you can believe because that compounding effect is like, oh, wow, two years later of all of these habits that I've accumulated and I'm a totally different person. And you look back and you can't believe how quickly it happened. But when you're like three weeks in and you, keep looking at the scale every day, you're probably going to be frustrated. So it's reframing that, that mindset, like we talked about. Um, I would love to, to kind of go ahead.
1: Well, wasn't mentioned, I was not mention, I think, um, and so importantly, and you spoke to it, but being able to, um, Whether you're starting your morning with a better choice, like an upgrade, let's talk about, right? Maybe it's, you know, green juice, which we love um, and highly support. And maybe in the evening, instead of a glass of wine or a beer or something that was the maybe not positively contributing habit uh, or practice, as you upgrade those, to your point, those are compounding. So one of, you know, another kind of favorite thing to look at is as you, you know, take a minute, maybe a pen and piece of paper, and you write out your your common habits, right? What are the things you typically do and look at what's the easiest one to simply improve by just a tiny bit, right? Instead of um, waking up and, you know, chugging a coffee at first, maybe you have a green juice. Um, I love miso soup in the morning. It helps me, you know, balance out my minerals before I have coffee uh, and my adrenal support before coffee. Um, And then in the evening, you know, I often would have a sweet tooth as I was kind of breaking some craving habits. And so as I added gold in the evening, it's a really nice, you know, it actually has a quite a sweet taste. And even now just a small dark of a small square of dark chocolate is what my husband and I love with it. Um, You know, you do whipped cream, we do a little chocolate with that. And it's such a nice way to get, um, you know, the benefits of dark chocolate and the benefits of the superfoods and adaptogens that support with sleep rather than let's say a glass of wine and something like alcohol that would disrupt sleep. So it's a really, you know, that's been years now of doing that and definitely don't have the habit of drinking a glass of wine at night, where many people I know do. Yeah. So it's nice to look at in your life, what habits can you upgrade?
0: Yeah, I think starting from a place of awareness is is huge. And not many people will take inventory of the habits or patterns that aren't serving them and look at where can I upgrade. Uh, I think coming from a place of awareness is always the most empowering starting point to, to recognize, you know what, here are these things that they're not really doing much for me. And, you know, it, it does... I always mention the inherent loss that occurs with change because fundamentally you are becoming a new version, a different person. So there's parts of you that you might have to let go of. There's parts of you that have been instilled from a long, you know, maybe from childhood that you've just picked up this pattern from the way that you were raised or the environment you lived in. And sometimes it really is losing that part of you to become that next version of yourself. And that can feel uncomfortable and it can feel scary and Um, but when you come from a place of awareness of, I know that this served me, maybe it was coping through a difficult period in childhood and you use food as an outlet, which isn't inherently wrong. It served a purpose at a, you know, certain phase of life. And now that you're more informed and you've had more life experience, you're like, you know what, this is no longer serving me. So I'm going to like lose this part of me and upgrade. Um, so there's always that kind of delicate balance. I think sometimes people resist. awareness piece because there's these like hidden patterns that are have been instilled over a long period of time but once you understand like what what the next level like always you know picturing that that version of yourself and i feel like we've been quoting james clear a lot here but uh his his book is a
1: tribute to him
0: the person that you want to become and casting votes in that direction like every action that you take you're casting a vote for the person you want to become so sometimes thinking. What does that person do? How do they start their morning? How do they end their evening, wrap up their evening? What would that look like? And then making those decisions that align with the person you want to become.
1: And and energetically, that's such a, um, to your point, as we're losing something, right? Or even the feeling of uh, change, exactly as you said, it can be hard unless and, and if um, if you're instead able to focus very clearly on what you're becoming and even the opportunity of that. So it's so easy to go towards something instead of try to push something away. And it's more of like the energy, more energetics, but, you know, are you resisting and, um, you know, challenged by change or are you attracted to becoming something new? And so I think that identity work is such a key kind of Um, like a cornerstone to making change effectively. And that's, I think that takes a a lot of introspection. And um, I was recently reminded, are you familiar with Jim Lair? He's a sports psychologist, just like genius uh, performance coach. And he talks a lot about um, the importance of facing the hard truth and the importance of uh, if you don't do that, even if you've identified a goal, if you don't know where you're starting from, the likelihood of getting there is, um, even for professional athletes is like, it's key to identify where you are today to then intentionally identify the changes necessary to get from A to B. Um, And just like great reminder and exactly the spot um, to be able to be comfortable enough to lovingly accept and let go of the things that used to serve you that don't (laughs) need more. Right.
0: I I love that reframe. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things I always mention to clients is, is exactly that if we were to, if I were to place you into a new city, and you wanted to get to the coffee shop that was like six blocks away, and you pulled up Google Maps and you put in the end destination, but it gave you the wrong starting point. Uh, those directions would be useless. Like, I don't know this city. I don't know where I am. And now it's giving me a starting point that's not actually where I am. And it's the same thing. We have to know where we're starting from to know where we're going. Um, and I would I would love right. to, um, start to get into the actual products and the formulations (laughs) and and some stuff that like some of the decision-making that went behind it and just kind of how you came up with, like even deciding what products to put out, because I'm pretty sure you guys started with just the one and have expanded considerably. So what's, what's some of the consideration that goes into what products to create, what ingredients to put in and and, and let's just start to uh, dive in there.
1: It was like a favorite spot. So we'll have to, have to watch time on this. one. So just, just hold, hold me back if needed. Um, originally, we had it so easy, Mike, because we were solving how to make the best tasting green juice. It was like almost the Starbucks conversation, right? Like how, how do you make a, a predictably wonderful experience uh, for customers that were making really gross juices, right? And they wanted to get great results. It was hard. We just made it easy. We thought, how can we put, you know, Ingredients that were literally hard to get for people, turmeric, um, ashwagandha, moringa, chlorella, spirulina. How can we put those in a juice uh, formulation and just a powdered product that would be the highest quality, organic and really easy? Um, So our first product was super simple. um, And I and different from what we do now. And so I'll explain the, explain the difference. But um, we, you know, at the time we had customers that were ordering turmeric on Amazon and they were like getting bulk shipments because they didn't have them in their local stores in the Midwest. And, you know, we, we were kind of bumping into the, um, in many ways, like the individual sourcing challenge. And so it was great to start from that place, just making it easy. Um, what we couldn't have known though, and we didn't even imagine, we'd make different products from there. We just thought we'd make more juice, you know. <laughs> um, but we recognized as people started taking the green juice, they they started saying, "Hey, my energy is you know amazing. Um, I'm sleeping better. My digestion's better." And so we started thinking, like, "Hey, well, you know, if people are taking our green juice for energy, um, how could it be better, you know?" And so our second product was actually a, a digestion product. We made a Balance, which now. It was biotic balance back then as a capsule. Now it's a like a pixie stick, which is delicious. Um, but we we started to just iterate products on how can we then formulate a a small handful of green ingredients and really importantly like meaningful amounts of those ingredients. So not, you know, the typical supplement, you know, with 65 ingredients like you're going to get kind of a dusting of all those things we were coming from the approach of like literally juicing food to eat it (laughs) and so we really kept the ingredient list small we only focused on whole food so that as you're consuming those ingredients you're not getting a um, extraction of that we're not getting a um, a synthetic of course it was like real ingredients we always have done that mainly because the body is um so much more intelligent than we know yet um even even the power of food like plants so we know less than one percent of the benefit of phytonutrients today like we don't we don't even know how they support our body so the idea that synthetic versions of that could be just as good as bogus I, I don't believe that so we put whole you know whole food in there um and uh and so our next product was just the thing that could be a better synergistic blend of ingredients that helped with digestion. Then the next one was energy, right? Red juice. We're like, how could we bring, you know, Siberian ginseng and um, and uh, just the, the, the key ingredients, uh, reishi, to help with energy and balance, um, cordyceps, right? That could also taste good. Um, and so we started iterating on the formulations. And the next products came from a lot of the key benefits from that first one which was really great. You know, we we didn't plan to make it like a panacea to address everything, but we recognized that we could make more direct um, addressing products for those benefits that people were seeing in that green juice. And we kind of think about it as, as kind of the the gateway to superfoods and adapt the gyms in our product suite. You know, if you're not sure where to start, definitely start there. The ashwagandha in there is, and kind of, again, coming back to how we formulate products, we focus on at least one clinically proven, um, Uh, key ingredient for the benefit that we position the product. And then the rest of the ingredients are synergistic, supporting, um, really powerful, but probably don't have the um, research done on them, although we know they help. So that's how we design the products. It's made to, and we, we spend a lot of time on taste uh, testing, (laughs) a lot on taste testing um, to make sure it tastes good with the blend. And so meaningful amounts, uh, clinically proven dose so that as you're, as your body's benefiting from superfoods and adaptogens, and I do want to talk about the, those in particular, um, you can actually feel the felt benefit because we're, you know, we're up against pharmaceuticals. We're up against like all kinds of horrible alternatives. And I won't say horrible, but alternatives that ideally people only use when they're in a medical emergency, not as a lifestyle um, thing that they have to use. You know, We're really hoping that people can be supported and enjoy a proactive approach to nourishing their body conveniently and enjoyably.
0: Yeah, I love it. I do want to dive into the conversation of superfoods and adaptogens. Um, yeah. I'm also curious how frequently your formulations change based off of feedback or research. You know, just even um, like two days ago, uh, I saw a new study came across my inbox. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Ashwagandha was in the subject line and I'm like fascinated by adaptogens. I'm like, let me look into this. And it was this whole uh, you know study that came out showing the benefits with ashwagandha and sleep. And it was just really strong support for ashwagandha helping with sleep quality. And yeah, you know, obviously that's really that's that, I like to like to look at like all you know sorts of different studies and see where the holes may be in the research, but it was a very, you know, well done study. It was like, this is great. You know, more, more support for something that I already believe in. Although I always try to look at the opposing argument as well. But as you yeah. start to see new research emerge for things that, like you said, um, there's still so much for us to understand and grasp how often do you adjust or just kind of assess what's already in the formulas and things like that
1: and there's I mean consistently and and how that shows up though is um, we have a kind of a, a parallel product innovation and then product development process at Organify. and so um, innovation is looking at, um, a lot of our current making them, Hey, is this still or assessing, is this still the best addressing of energy with superfoods and adaptogens? How could we make it better? Um, and, and it's a, you know, a really important continued lens. What we're recognizing, and just to your point, you brought up is so much of the benefits of what we originally put in the products is still being unlocked and seen clearly. So we when we first launched green juice, we were talking about probably weight loss and detoxing. And now if you look at even the KSM ashwagandha, the KSM 66, the um, really well-researched key ingredient that even like um, companies like Goli use now or Gali, right? Use, which is great. Like that's such a powerful form of ashwagandha. That's been well-researched to show, you know, I think there's like 11 different areas because it's an adaptogen. We can talk about that next that it has been shown to help. And it's everything from libido to sleep to cravings to actual strength and performance, right? Physical performance. Um, and then yes, of course, metabolism because of cravings uh, and stress as a whole, right? The reality is if we zoomed out and looked at, um, uh, in general, they're just properly supporting the body adapting to stress. And so, you know, if we looked at how the body is designed to function, Like man, it's it's amazingly able to handle uh, different varying degrees of stress and bring back the body into balance, into homeostasis. Adaptogens support the body being able to do that in this most fundamental form. And so kind of no matter where you put the adaptogen, whether it's in the morning or the evening, all it is is supporting balance in your body. And so while we love to say, hey, gold's great at night. It really is mainly great at night because of the habitual and more like environmental um, support for getting your body into evening mode. Not because that needs to like a a pharmaceutical need to be taken at night. It's not a sleeping pill. What it does though, is support your circadian rhythm with its incredibly powerful reishi and uh, lemon balm. Um, So there's like, Just some interesting uh, kind of, I think, learning that still gets to get unlocked and uh, consumer education around how adaptogens work in your body. Um, They're not stimulatory. You know, that shouldn't be something that you take and your body changes. But what it does do is as soon as you take it, it's helping your body do what it naturally does best. So you may feel it right away, but it's actually because your body's responding as it naturally can, given the support. Yeah, I didn't answer your question really quick. Sorry. Um, no, how, you'll see, <laughs> how you'll see products um, get iterated and get improved. Great example is our probiotic. Originally, we there was no way to make an organic probiotic at the time when we first launched this in 2014. And so we had to make a sub brand that wasn't organic. And, um, so now, uh, just, I think two years ago or last year, we, we, what we're able to make a organic prebiotic probiotic blend, kind of the first of its kind, uh, because of that and, uh, it's certified organic and it's a pixie stick format. So we're able to evolve the form of the product and the, um, the spread of ingredients in there. So, you know, it's something that we'll continue to do and it's something really key and core to the business mission. Um, and you'll see us make new flavors uh, and kind of iterations of products and then just let products go that, you know, don't have enough traction and don't, um, haven't created enough results with customers.
0: Yeah. Well said. Um, let's get into the superfood conversation and then we'll start to wrap up. Um, what is a superfood? How do we define a superfood? Um, what does it do? How do we, how do we categorize that?
1: <laughs> There's no actual definition. Um, there really, like, there isn't an official one for superfoods, uh, and we, you know, we've always tried to define it for people. And we always look at it. I think the more generally accepted definition is a food with higher nutrient levels per gram of food than most. Right. So a exceptionally nutritionally beneficial uh, phytonutrient, phytochemical benef- benefit um, food uh, over and above others. And I always think like. I think what we're going to come to see most clearly it's like full story, right? Full story with my experience being in, in our food system and like recognizing how we're not quite valuing the food that we put in our bodies, whether it's the food that our food puts in its bodies or our own, um, all food is medicine. It's all nourishment for allowing our bodies to do what they naturally do, which is incredible. And so, um, you know, superfoods just happen to be those that we're able to put a spotlight on and really recognize the benefits. I mean, broccoli, right? People, kale, right? All blueberries—they all have these really powerful properties that, once seen, we can more intentionally include them in our diets and intentionally include them in our lifestyles um, to support those benefits. And the reality is, you know, they've always been there. <laughs> so I think superfoods helps us look at foods for the the true benefit that they have.
0: I love it. Um, I do have another question. I lied. I, I said we were wrapping up, but I have a question.
1: That's <laughs> fine, uh, Mike.
0: <laughs> so I would love to understand how you handle a lot of the different, we'll call it, dietary philosophies, dietary dogma, even that's out there when it comes to, you know, should I be eating high protein? Should I be eating animals? Should I be plant based? Should I be keto? Should I be carnivore? Should I be paleo? Should I be X Y Z? Um, curious, just from what you do and what you believe in and, and just kind of the overall mission at Organify, how do you kind of juggle? Cause I'm sure you have clients that fall on all different spectrums. Um, Where's the balance and in, in knowing what to communicate from a nutritional standpoint and dealing with all of the different ideologies out there when it comes to nutrition. There's a lot, there's a
1: lot. Um, uh, really personally, back when I was a personal trainer, uh, I, I really enjoyed the learning approach of, of taking a 30 day, um, kind of like it was almost a 30-day challenge that I would try and try on new ways of eating, new ways intermittent fasting I did for more than 30 days for sure. But um back then, 10 years ago before it was really cool. Uh and um even high protein, paleo diet, like all that stuff, I just did a lot of self-experimentation. Um I learned to be really open. I had a lot of clients that had all different, you know, eating preferences and developed a very anti-dogmatic approach. So like I think, and what I believe in now is asking the powerful question of, is this working for me? So same approach you were talking about earlier, uh, the that develop self-awareness around what dietary, um, you know, plan, um, approach is going to work, uh, is I think a very challenging question to answer for anybody, but yourself, um, unless you're having, you know, support from a coach and they're working with you through, you know, trial and error. So I personally am very, uh, you know, my husband and I eat, we focus on anti-inflammatory. That's like our kind of core thing. We, we generally don't eat, um, gluten, although I do love sourdough and I make some sourdough waffles that are so good. And we eat them like once a week, but, um, uh, generally we just remove the obstacles to feeling our best and we keep pushing those boundaries. So we keep learning for the both of us, highly supportive of, I've got, you know, friends that are, you know, extremely plant-based because of. Uh, surviving cancer and like their own, you know, own preferences. And with Organifi, um, we, we take that same approach. So we've had the opportunity to either be classified as, you know, vegan or um, plant-based. And right now our product spread is plant-based, but it's really because the formulations have focused on that. This last year, we looked at developing a collagen and we couldn't make it USA Organic. So we keep our, our quality standards, the thing that, that really rein us in for our product uh, lane. But as a business um, I'm grateful that very aligned with the philosophy of um, definitely not saying any diet is good or bad. And like, it really takes answering the question, is this working for me? And that can absolutely and will change over time. So then the mental dexterity and the mental mobility (laughs) to be able to make change. I've seen way too many times, uh, clients and friends hold on to an exercise program or a diet program because they had attached their identity to it and it wasn't serving them anymore. They weren't seeing results. They were actually, you know, seeing detrimental effects of holding on to that, you know, that philosophy. And so I I really think, um, so I believe in is, um, continuing to look at, uh, what is serving you in terms of your health and vitality. And the starting place that I, that I often recommend and even for myself come back to is anti-inflammatory. So reducing sugar, reducing um, high GMO, uh, corn or soy, um, dairy, uh, things that have the highest prevalence of inflammatory uh, research. And just starting there, and then expanding back into them if you feel great, right? There's people that digest things like nothing else, right? No big deal. There's no reason to limit yourself then. But I think that's a really safe place if anyone is considering improving their um, health, seeing better results if they're if they're at all um, dissatisfied with their level of health. To start there, and then expand from it with a really open mind, and knowing that that will need to shift. So you know, don't get too attached <laughs> to the diet program that you're on.
0: Yeah, and I'm just gonna go ahead and co-sign all of that because that was really well said. And for anybody who has been listening to the show for any length of time and has wondered why Organifi is the only partner and sponsor of the show, hopefully this answers the question. And I get a lot of opportunities to bring on other companies, and I have to feel as kind of a small business and um, you know small business owner myself, I have to feel in total alignment with. Any product that I'm going to talk about, I have to have not only used it myself and believe in the product, but also be in alignment with the company and their values and their mission. So it's, um, I'm very selective, I'm very picky. Organifi 100% fits that for me. Um, so it's not just something that was on a whim, it was careful consideration and it's been um, a great partnership. So I do want to mention that because you guys are so amazing at Organifi. You offer Mind Over Macros listeners twenty percent off any product, any product, um, and there's a lot to choose from. My recommendation is if you're just starting, go with Green Juice and Gold Juice. Kind of bookend your day. Start the morning with Green Juice. End your night with Gold Juice. Um, that would be my recommendation. But there's the Red Juice is great. Um, every, like honestly, I have not tried a product that I did not like. So. Go to Organifi.com slash POPFAM. That's organif com slash P-O-P-F-A-M. And then you can use code POPFAM at checkout for 20% off all of their products. You're not going to find a better deal. So um, go get started. Or if you already use their products and you need to reorder, you can still use the POPFAM mm-hmm. discount, which is amazing. Um, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. I really appreciate it.
1: Mike, uh, the time flew by. I absolutely loved it. Thank you for being just a tremendous partner. Um, Stay selective. I really respect that and feel honored to be able to partner with you and just appreciate the, the message and knowledge that you're sharing with this audience. Thank you for everyone listening and for the opportunity to just connect. I appreciate you, Mike. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. We'll talk soon.